Welcome to episode two of the Council 36 podcast. I'm your host, Daisha. Thank you so much for joining us today. On today's episode, I will be speaking with Francisco Noyola, who is an AFSCME Local 3624 member in the city of Hawaiian Gardens. He also just came off the campaign trail. He ran for city council in Hawaiian Gardens, and it's a very fascinating story, so please stick around for that. But first, let's get into some news. So last week was the election. It was interesting, to say the least. Um, As of now, Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States, and Kamala Harris will be the next vice president of the United States. Um, You know, it was days of waiting to try and see who will win, but we finally got the results a few days ago, and that's where we are as of now. On the state and local level, we were able to get some Council 36 endorsed candidates elected, So yay, thank you everybody for your hard work, all of the phone bakers, the volunteers going door to door um, and getting people out to vote. Uh, I want to say that we were were very successful. So thank you everybody for all of your hard work, Um, sending lots of solidarity uh, to the people in Georgia who are still on the campaign trail uh, preparing for the Senate runoff that's going to be happening in January Uh, So sending lots of solidarity to them. Um, If you are interested in phone banking or helping out our AFSCME members out in Georgia who are working on that campaign, uh, visit the AFSCME website. There is a sign up link where you can help uh, get out the vote for those runoff races. Um, And sticking with the political, on November 19th, Council 36 will be hosting a legislative planning session We will be going over the legislative process in California, um, California people, the IU, what it takes to get something passed in the state. And we will also be brainstorming um, any possible workplace issues that you all are having that can be fixed um, through legislation. So please stay tuned for that flyer and for that link. And hopefully um, our Council 36 members can join us um, and be a part of that. Lastly, I just want to mention our AFSCME Local 800 members. Two of our units that work at JVS SoCal are having issues with negotiations. And so they're asking for community support, um, fellow union member support to try and get a fair contract for these members. Um, They have a great Facebook page called Fair Contract for JVS Workers. Please visit their Facebook page to take a look at the ways that you can help uh, support their campaign for a fair contract. And there also will be information listed on the Council 36 website. Uh, Let's show our fellow union members that we can help them and we will show up for them and sending lots of solidarity to them. And hopefully we can get them a fair contract soon. Now let's get on to the interview. My guest today is Francisco Noyola. Um, Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Um, If you can just start by giving a brief introduction of yourself. Um, Hi, my name is uh, Francisco Noyola. Um, I'm 24 now, actually. I just had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday! (laughs) Yeah, um, I just turned 24 and a little bit about myself. I've been a, a union member since I was 19. It was my first job 
and I quickly joined the union. Um, I got involved very early on and I'm still in school and I just finished running for uh, for a council member here in Hawaiian Gardens, we we were we ended up short about a hundred votes, but uh, I I learned a lot, and I'm glad to say we we ran a good campaign, and and we're still gonna keep fighting. Well, that's first of all, that's amazing. Happy birthday! Congrats to you. Um, a birthday during the pandemic, I know, have has been rough for a lot of people. So, how did you celebrate? If you did celebrate at all, uh, it was just a small uh, dinner with family over okay. the weekend. Okay, oh, yeah. that's sweet. Okay, so then what made you want to get involved with the union and the labor movement? Um, well, I first started this working for the city was my very first job um, during college. And uh, I, I kind of had an idea what the labor movement and what the unions were, but it wasn't until I started learning, um, even in school, I started taking some some classes who, on human resources and they taught us how, how the unions, how to interact with them and it wasn't until I started really getting involved with our local union that I started realizing that a lot of the systemic issues and a lot of worker issues are, are also correspond with a lot of other things I think we can address in, in society. Like I think a lot of women's issues, uh, um, racial issues can be addressed in the workplace because they are prevalent in the workplace. A lot of prejudices, a lot of biases, a lot of uh, discrimination are found in the workplace. So I was, I was very moved by how much the labor movement has influenced a lot of other movements and how much you can see those movements in the labor movement. So early on, I wanted to get very much involved. So I wanted to educate myself. So the very first thing I did was uh, read our MOU. Um, I read it cover to cover like in two days. And, wow. and I started, yeah, so I started noticing a lot of uh, uh, violations to our contract and I started getting involved that way. And then our our business rep, Pete Schnaufer, who who's now retired, uh, he, he took me to a lot of trainings and he started showing me the ropes and introducing me to other uh, union leaders. And then um, from there, I just kept going and going. I became the shop steward and, and I kept getting more involved. I got, I started volunteering with the LA Fed and I started meeting with the Unite Here uh, organization and it just kept going from there. So. Um, that's kind of how I got started and I'm still involved. I still plan to, to keep being involved with the labor movement and keep fighting. Um, what are you studying, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I, I, my undergrad was in psychology um, and I was pursuing a, a master's in public administration, but then with the COVID hit, um, I didn't really want to pay full tuition and take classes online. <laughs> so I kind of, I went on a leave of absence and now I'm, um, I'm finishing up a paralegal certificate and a construction technician certificate uh, at community college. So, oh my yeah. God, wait, you're just involved in so many different things. That's that's actually awesome, it's pretty cool. Uh, so then what made you wanna you know, run for office and get involved with politics in that way? Um, it, it was never really my intention to run for office. It was, um, I, I, I knew I wanted to get involved with the, the political realm in some way, maybe through policy writing or helping like be an advocate for certain kinds of uh, legislation behind the scenes. But what was happening in our small city, which I'm from Hawaiian Gardens and I work for, is we started to notice with the pandemic, they started to use the pandemic to make a lot of changes to the union contract to try to get rid of a lot of people. And we noticed a lot of irregularities and violations to the contract. And and we, we were in the middle of, of 
deciding who we're going to support and endorse in our union. And we couldn't decide who we wanted to support because, frankly, a lot of the candidates weren't weren't being very equitable or fair across the board with handling the COVID situation in the work in the workplace. So we kind of, I guess, we all pulled straws, and and I, I pulled the shortest straw, and I decided to run. But but I was always behind my in my thoughts, like I want to get involved with with politics, but not not be the, the candidate myself. But it was a good experience. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm like the same way. Like, oh, I don't know if I would ever run for office, but actually, like behind the scenes, yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, so then, what was the the campaign like for you? Um, well, it started really slow. It started just it, we started kind of late um, as compared to the other or the other groups and the other teams um, because, like we said, we were trying to, we were planning to to support one of their campaigns, but we just couldn't figure out how they would help us in return and how we could help them. Um, so when I started campaigning, it was really very grassroots. It started just in my own kitchen, just trying to get my mom to sign my 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 uh, paper to try to get me on the ballot to start with. So that was the very first start. And then from there, it was slowly uh, getting organized and, and trying to assemble a team. Um, it was very involved with the labor, our local union and the labor the labor uh, organizations from around Hawaiian Gardens. Um, it slowly started snowballing. We started getting a, a lot of other community leaders to endorse us and help us out with the campaign. But uh, I'm I'm glad to say that at the end of it, we were we were a full we were a full on organ uh, team. So yeah, it started off slow, but uh, it, it kind of came into its own at the end. Yeah. So then usually I know with like campaigns, you know, it's like shaking hands, kissing baby sort of thing. But since COVID-19, things have kind of have to been adjusted. So what kind of adjust, adjustments were there for like, you know, campaigning and getting out into the community? Yeah, and that was my first thought. I thought we were banned from canvassing, like going out door to door and, and uh, canvassing like that. But no, that was very much still, it, it, the only thing that really changed were we were doing more phone banking and, and text banking and getting more involved with social media. But at the end of the day, it was just about going out door to door and knocking and introducing yourself and sharing your platform. But of course you have to wear a mask, you have to try to keep safe distance. But um, it was it was still pretty much the same. You just have a mask on and try to not shake too many hands or kiss right. anybody at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, so it, same. Okay, that's good. Um, so then, and you know, our episode one, we interviewed our uh, interns and it was, the discussion was about, you know, being young and being involved in the labor movements. As you said earlier, you are 24 years old. So you're, you're, you're young, you're very young and you're both involved in the labor, the labor movement and politics. So was your age, was that brought up a lot during the campaign? Cause I know some older people may not like that, right? You're being young. And what was the response kind of from your friends? Like, are they as involved as you are? Or, you know, what was kind of the response? Um, yeah, being young, my age was brought up, but once we started interacting with the, with the voters and the residents, and we, once we started like talking to them and, and sharing our ideas and our platforms, they were very impressed with like how, how well versed we were in the local government, the history of the city, um, our plans, our, our financials, how we understood the financials of the situation, how we were going to implement change. 
And, and some people are very positive. They're like, you know, it's great that young people are getting involved. And, and they said they, they need, they, they want to see that more. And it was older, older voters who, who initially I had the biasy thing and, oh, they're not going to really take, take me seriously. But no, they were very open to it. They're like, you know what? I, I'm glad to see younger people. Uh, I have a grandson who, who is always teaching me about what's happening in, in politics. But the only, like, they tried to, and the uh, some other teams, um, some other campaign teams try to use it against me, but I kind of, it kind of flipped on them because they didn't realize when they were like kind of trying to use my age against me, they didn't realize how much of our city is very young too. So when they said, oh, he, he just got laid off of work, he's still living at home, they're, they didn't realize that that's a lot of people right now. Right. Yep. <laughs> so they, they didn't, they weren't really, they had to backtrack. So they kind of let off on trying to attack me that way. But um, no, it was, uh, I was surprised to say that a lot of people were positive about younger people getting involved and people were like relieved. And even my friends and my, I guess people my age, um, they, they do get involved. You see it online. People are very like, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to stay woke and they're trying to keep up with the everything happening at the national level but what I try to do is try to get them to focus on the municipal the county and the state level because changes at those levels will have a bigger impact on your day-to-day -day life than what happened what's happening at the national level of course that's important as well but I feel like if an ordinance passes in your city that's going to make parking um different that's going to affect your everyday life or they pass a new rule that's saying that oh we're going to zone the city differently that's going to affect how you go about your day so I, I try to push them to get more involved and, and and for me it's more about trying to give them over the hump of like oh but city council meetings are so boring school board there's nothing they never talk about anything I care about so but it, it's very important and I try to get them involved and like hey this is happening in your city this is going to happen. This is going to change the way you park or this is going to change the way your trash gets picked up. But yeah, I hope, hopefully though. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, at least for me, um, you always hear about the presidential election, right? That's for mm -hmm. four years straight, you hear about the next presidential election, but you rarely hear about the, the smaller local elections that are happening. You may get a flyer in the mail. Uh, you may see some signs, but it's, you know, it's, you don't have that like massive, you know, campaigning from smaller, you know, yeah. smaller elections. And so that I think that is that does contribute to getting people involved. So like, how, how do we go about doing that? How do we make, you know, the smaller elections, you know, broader to people and make them want to get more involved with those smaller elections? I think just showing them that like how easy it is to make change in your own community if they get involved, like how easy it is just to go to a council meeting and just state your state, whatever your grievances are, like just say like, oh, you know what? I, I don't think you this could be done better. Or this could be done differently. And you actually will get to know your council members. And I mean, Hawaiian Gardens is the smallest city in, in LA County. So you get to know people very well and you can actually invoke a lot of change in your own community that would help a lot of people, you know, if they would get involved. So I think coming at it from that angle like oh you you can actually make real change in real time if you get involved at these smaller and local levels so and it's it's very rewarding too because you can be on a, on a national campaign for months and months and months and then you don't really feel any change until 
maybe months or years later. But if you advocate for uh, a state or a county or a district uh, candidate, you can see that change immediately happen. So I think that's the best way to, to get people involved is to see like it, things can happen sooner if you get involved smaller. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And hopefully, you know, with social media being so big, we can start to get, you know, the younger people more involved um, in their local elections. Um, so would you ever run for office again? <laughs> uh, that was the first thing. As soon as like it, it took a couple of days, everyone's saying, oh, you ran a good campaign. And, and it, it is in the back of my mind. Um, but like like you and me, um, I like behind the scenes and I learned a lot on how the campaign runs from actually having a campaign. Uh, I, I would be open, but I think what happened in our campaign is that we had a similar candidate who had the same exact um, platform. We were kind of like, we kind of had uh, split, or, split our votes amongst each other. So it would depend on who the candidates are this next election. But if the people are asking me, are you gonna run again? And I said, well, I'll consider it. It, it will depend on a lot of things though. And I'm 100% supportive of anybody who wants to run younger, older, whoever, as long as they have the right ideology and the right, um, the right agenda. Right, right. So um, say if I wanted to run for office, uh, what sort of advice or tips would you give to me? I would say um, just get started earlier than you expect. I, I, we started very late and that was, uh, we had, we were like three weeks behind everybody trying to get organized, trying to get a um, fundraising done and trying to get like a, a very good base of, of supporters and walkers and canvassers and phone bankers. So um, it's just a matter of being very organized in the beginning. So everything else becomes a lot simpler once you get closer to uh, the crunch time, once you get closer to election day. Um, start fundraising way before you think you, you need it and always shoot for always shoot for more than what you think you need because um, once you get towards election time, it, it cost just keeps adding up and you don't wanna deal with the, the treasury once you're trying to focus on winning this election. So start fundraising earlier, um, have a very strong team that's gonna be there with you. Um, your friends and family are the best way to start and then eventually branch out. Um, and then that's how you get your, your supporters. Start, start very small, like a very tight group, like a very tight cabinet, people you can trust, people who who will, who won't misguide you and won't just be yes people. So, yeah. Yeah. So what was kind of on your platform? So I, of course, um, our platform was very labor intensive. We were trying to address the financials of the city. Most, the most important thing right now with our casino being shut down, we had to try to come up with a, a budget plan that works for the workers, that works for the community, and works for the businesses. So what we were trying to do is uh, cut back on internal spending in the city because that spending does nothing really for the businesses, the residents, or the workers. And of course, try to save as much money by cutting back on costs and bring back workers so we can bring back programs that do have an impact on the residents and do have an impact on the businesses. And also being very um, conscious that a lot of businesses are struggling. So what we could do is help support them in different ways by helping them get set up outside for outdoor dining, making sure their places don't get shut down by the public health. It's just doing little things like that to make sure they remain open and 
profitable. So eventually in the future they survive and then the city survives. So it's just, it was just purely the financials of course, trying to bring in um, new businesses to the city by trying to redevelop certain industrial parts of wine gardens. And, and that's pretty much kind of where we were going. Of course, we had ideas to address like the other stuff. People worry about like traffic and, and public safety, but um, wine gardens was already going towards that path. So we would just keep it going. But it most importantly was uh, um, making sure the city the financials are in line and correct. So then my last question. So you are very bright. You, you seem to have your hand in a lot of different things, which is really good to hear. Um, so what's next for you? What's your next, your goals for the future? Um, well, for, for right now, that's, that's what I'm trying to wrap my head around is what, what is next? <laughs> um, of course, I want to finish school. Um, I am studying right now. Um, I do like um, the legal aspects of a lot of organizations and, and getting involved. So I, I am considering uh, studying my, to take my LSAT and get into law school and working more with the organizing. Um, and also I, I like seeing change in our local county. So I, I will stay locally and try to keep making that change, keep fighting. Um, like I said, um, people, like they said, I'm still very young, so there's still a lot, but I feel like I have this urgency, like things I want, th I want to see things happen now. That's, that's why I ran so, so soon because I, I, I'm not very patient. <laughs> so, yeah. I, so. Yeah, I completely understand that. And I think that's the same for like a, a lot of young people. It's like, we want, we want change now, right? We're, we're tired of waiting. We want to see our communities get better now. Um, so that sense of urgency is, is good. And so, yeah, hold on to that and yeah. do whatever you can to make change. That's, that's really good to hear. Um, but okay. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time, um, to speak with me. And I, I know that your future will be very bright and I can't wait to see what's next for you. Okay. I, I appreciate it, Daisha. Thanks for having me, by the way. I appreciate it a lot. It, it feels good to uh, talk about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No problem. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of the Council 36 podcast. I appreciate you all taking the time to listen to me today and we'll see you next time.